Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God, and the permanent truth is in the Day under day utterance speech, and night under night service knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In them has been set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and his voice is as a strong man to the race. He's going forth from the end of the heaven and destruction at the end of it, and there is nothing good in the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple. Statutes of the Lord are light, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are sure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous, all together. More to be desired are they than gold, they than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant born. Who can understand his errors? Can thou meet him with the heart? Keep back thy servant also from the presumptuous sin. Let him not have dominion over me, until I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, thy strength and thy redeemer. Heaven, declare his Yeah. 
I was actually working for the prison system, and I remember I had to work uh, a visitation. I was a segregation sergeant, and they pulled me over to work a visitation. And I was walk, walking around in that visitation, and they were talking about this quote-unquote prophet. I can't remember his name. His name was Harold uh, Campion, Harold Campion. And he had predicted that the end of the world was coming at this particular Saturday as this comet passed by and things like that. And he had a radio program, a radio blog, and folks, he played this recording that says, we're no longer here, we're going to be gone, we're going to be gone. And of course, as the day went by, the world didn't do it. And he asked to get back on the air the next day and the radio station said, no. <laughs> Absolutely positively not. Uh, but remember the Hellbox comment people as well, they actually uh, committed suicide thinking their souls would go up to the comet and be taken off right there. My point is this, though. Uh, when Jesus comes back, there's going to be absolutely possibly no way to deny it. There's nobody out there saying, I don't know if that's the second coming or not. When Jesus comes back, we are going to know. It's going to be just like the sun rising up out of the east to the west. Right? There's going to be absolutely positively no doubt about what you're seeing. And what David's saying here is when the sun's coming up, there is no doubt it's daybreak. Like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. Now, I love how David acknowledges it, David. He tells about God's glory and revealing his knowledge for day and night. Verse 2, though, he asked God to make his thoughts and words pleasing to him. And then all the way down in verse 14, he talks about how he wants to be with God, how he wants God to work in his life. And that's what we would see tonight. Channel complete, verse 2, verse 1 and 2 and 14. There were two and a half verses there. Channel complete to heaven concerning the work of God's hand, and the request for us to do the same is a lift. God's work. Acts verses 7 to 11 give us that list. And so let's take a look at that a little bit. You're going to be speaking to God tonight. You're going to be the one who can rejoice that Jesus is coming. You're going to be the one who rejoice at God's work. And this is some of the list you need to put the work in your life to. Let's take a look at this verse 7 to 11 again so we can get ourselves more familiar with that. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple. Statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Take a look at the next one there. More to be desired, verse 10, are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them the servant is born, and in keeping there is great. So you get this picture then in verses 7 and 11 of this list. And not only a list, you get an idea then of what the benefits are of doing or being a part of that list. So let's take a look again together in verse 7. Let's take a look at the first picture of God's law. Now, uh, as we look at verse 7, I want to remind you something. Beginning there, the Bible tells us the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. What is it that's perfect and converts the soul? the law of the Lord. So, I want you to understand something about the Bible. I want you to understand something about God Almighty. God has given us a way to show sinners. Remember when David sinned? When David, well, when David committed a lot of sins. Remember the big, the big no-no sin that David committed? Uh, of both the attacks of the murder of Uriah, the Hittite, right? Well, uh, David writes Psalm 51 as a repentance. Do you remember in Psalm 51 how David responds to God? He says, 
says, Restore unto me the joy of our salvation, and then I will teach transgressors thy way. I will get back into teaching them thy way. And I want you to understand that the same guy who wrote Psalm 51, the same one who wrote Psalm 19. And in Psalm 19, he's writing verse 7, The law of the Lord is perfect, converted to soul. And so let me ask you that question again. What is it that's perfect and converted to soul? The law of the Lord does. We think there are other things that what converts people. We think that there are other things that bring people to God. When the Bible tells us the law of the Lord is perfect, converted to soul. Let me ask you again. What is perfect and converts to soul? The law of the Lord does. The Bible tells us that. The law of the Lord is perfect and it converts to soul. The Apostle Paul plays upon that later on when he says the law is the schoolmaster bringing us to Christ. If that which is perfect, that brings us to Christ. And we begin to understand that the law of the Lord is something that we need to do in our life, in the sinner's life. In fact, when you come across the sinner, it's the law of the Lord that brings them to Christ. It's the schoolmaster that brings them to Jesus. We often think it's the story of, of how much love God has. We often think it's the story of how much the church gives for somebody, or how much bills they pay for somebody, or what kind of love they show to somebody. But that's not what converts somebody. The Bible tells you what converts them. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting souls. That's what the law is there for. That's what the law's purpose is. It's not there to make you righteous, even though there are people out there who try it. They say, if I keep the law, I'll become righteous. Understand, you're missing the purpose of the law. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. If it converts the soul, that means the soul's got a problem. Are you following me so far? The soul has a problem. And the problem in that soul is that every single one of us has a nature to sin. Every single one of us has not just a nature to sin, but a desire to sin. Not a desire to sin, but we actually all together inherit sin. Now, some people say, uh, I don't believe in original sin, but let me tell you this. This truth is full set. I believe each and every one of us inherit Adam's I believe there's nothing we can do about that. You can't decide in yourself, I think I'll be right. Go ahead and try it. See how long it lasts. Let me ask you a question about the most fit person you've ever met before in your life. He's a bodybuilder. He's great. Uh, in fact, I didn't get to him, but I used to love him when I was a young man. And some of you probably remember him. He gave that famous line that he said, I'll be back. Right? He was so fit. He was so strong. He was so in shape. And then I found out that he was, well, most of us already knew that. Lord, just don't even in a Baptist church. But nowadays, he's older and he still tries to keep fit. But there's nothing you can do about it. He's getting slowly sturdy just like out of shape. There's nothing you can do about it. My point is this. You can keep the law forever. You can keep it as long as you give it as much as you can do about it. Eventually, you're going to find out that you couldn't keep it. It's going to show. It's going to show. It's going to show. Once again, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting soul. What is it that's perfect? What is it that converts the soul? And so we're looking here at this list of the testimony of the Lord. Remember what David said there in verse 1. He said, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. And the firmament shows it. In other words, even nature itself testifies that there's a God that we should be looking for Him. And He reminds us that the law of the Lord is perfect. It's the verse. And so if we look at the testimony of the Lord, we look at the list in verses 7 to 11 there, we find number one, God's law is perfect. God's testimonies are perfect. And if you were to look at some of those laws tonight, how perfect are they? Well, they're so perfect that they make you understand their 
whole point of it. It's not there to make you perfect. It's just fun. It can't make you right. You can't say, well, I'll quit doing what I was doing, and now suddenly I'll be right. You understand? That's where we go wrong to your life. That's where we go wrong with it. We say, well, I'll just stop doing it, and therefore I'll be acceptable to God. No, no. Time does not forgive sin. Time doesn't correct sin. Change of behavior doesn't atone for what was already done. Now we're talking about Jesus, as you already know. But we're in this list here of what is exhibited in a Christian's life, in a person who believes in God's life. Number one, the law of the Lord is perfect. And we're not talking about Jewish law of washing hands. We're not talking about wearing polish and feet. We're not talking about wearing hip or watching cups or what, or whether or not you eat bacon or poultry. We're not talking about that today. We're talking about a true Christian holding on to God's law. And let's take a look at God's law. God's law gives us morals. And those morals are something that dictate a Christian's life. Let me give you a few of those quickly now. Just quickly, because I'm running out of time. Number one, Christians cannot murder. Somebody say amen. Christians should not be involved in adultery. Somebody say amen. Christians cannot go around robbing banks. Christians cannot be immoral people because we believe the law of the Lord is perfect and it converts the soul. If we believe it's perfect, then we live by it. Not only do we live by it, God's moral law becomes a part of everything we do. The moral law in that. That is the law of the Lord is perfect. We're going to run it out of time here. Verse 7 again. The law of the Lord is sure. It's a sure thing. Remember how David started this song? The sun is going to rise. And like a bridegroom coming out, you know it's coming out. Can I tell you something about God's law? It's absolutely positively sure. There is no, well, maybe God will make an exception for me. So we like to see. Well, God understands my heart. Well, God understands me, and He makes exceptions for me. Well, there was a gentleman I want to share with you. He was a person I loved very, very, very much. He was an ordained minister of God. And I'm not going to share with you his name because he was close to me. And one day, uh, I get a call from him and said, Hey, uh, Pastor, or actually called his brother. Hey, brother, can you come up here in, in, in a place called Nancy, Texas? You know, it's Nancy here. Stop walking just for me. Stop walking around me. And so... I drove up there. He was crying. I drove up there. Me and my big brother drove up there. He said, you got to get me. got to move in. He was passing through the church. He said, you got to move out. And so we drove up there. He said, what happened? What happened? What happened? Of course, he didn't really share with us. And all of a sudden, some of his church family started showing up there. And they actually told him, you can't ever come back. And finally, we figured out what he was doing. He was taking the church credit card, and he was going down the road to the next town. He was in a town called and not too far from Nancy. On top of that, he was putting money in the offering plate, and then after service, since it was locked up in his office, he would go in and take money back out. Of course, they threatened to uh, prosecute him, they threatened to have a party, and he would be out in the next couple of days, and he left. When he took this, I guess it was the first wife, and he got a while. So he left. My point is this. You see what I need you to understand? The law of the Lord is sure. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how good you've been. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. The law of the Lord is absolutely positively sure. And what it does for one, it does for all. What it does for all, it does for one. It is no exception. It's a sure thing, baby. Sure, like the sun rising. It's going to happen. 
know what to think, because God is going to give us breath. God's going to give us sight, healing, touch, joy. God gives us all of those. Thank you. 
find yourself where you are terrified of sinning against God, you'll find yourself running away from sin at the time of the Lord. Look at verse 9 again. Fruit. The judgment of the Lord is true. God's judgment is true. Do you believe that? Jesus said to the Jews, the Jews are saying, Hey, man! God's judgment is true. More to be desired are they than gold. More than gold, God's law. It's the lie, it's absent, healthy, and God's will. And I'm going to go with that. Now, verse 10, it's also sweeter than honey. In fact, Gabriel's also sweeter than honey out of the honeycomb. Nothing was better than when you were a child. And Saturday morning came along, and you were the first one up, and you turned on the TV. Do y'all remember when the TV, you got the first turn it on, you get that. Multicolored screen. It was like, y'all remember that? It had black down at the bottom, and you'd wait. And then finally, around 6 30 or 7 o'clock, the TV would come on, and it would start out with the, the United States national anthem. And if you were a military family, you stood up and you put your hand on your heart, and there was no one around, but you still did it, and you had a little tear in your eye. And that guy or that girl, whoever it was on the TV channel, didn't sing it. Or the land of the free, the home of the brave. And then, you ran quickly to the cabinet and you grabbed that box of honeycomb. And you poured it in the bowl and you poured milk in it and you sat down because you knew the next thing that was coming on TV was Saturday morning cartoon. Somebody say amen. And you began eating those honeycombs and afterwards the roof of your mouth was poured spread. But you loved every minute of that. It's sweeter. Listen to me now. The law of the Lord sweeter than honey out of the honeycomb. It's better than Wise the simple. Again, in verse 7, it makes wise the simple. In other words, it takes two things that are foolish 
and makes them wise. I love it when God's law takes an adulterer and makes them faithful. I love it when God's law takes a thief and makes them a great mineral Rejoicing in the heart, for faith. Rejoicing in the heart. So we say again, steps of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. When you decide to walk in God's way, you'll find your heart celebrating. You'll find there'll be a song in your heart. You ever woke up in the morning and you got a song in your heart? By walking in sin, it's a song. But again, verse 8, enlightening the eyes. Walking in God's will, walking in God's word, doing it God's way, they're going to start seeing things. And I'm not talking about vision. You know, we don't have that. I'm talking about start seeing things in the world. You start seeing, if you just come to God's law, you'll find yourself being happy. That brokenness that you have right there can be fixed if you'll come to the Lord. That can be healed if you'll come to the Lord. You'll start seeing it. And you'll start testifying to people about it. And it's up to them to listen. How do, you, how do I know that? Because I didn't listen to you. You began rejoicing. Enduring forever. You know and you become a Christian, you get what? Enduring forever. Not one iota, Jesus said. Not one yuck. Not one yuck. Jesus said to the Jews. Not one yuck. Not one spittle will fall away. People ask me sometimes, what is the yuck? That's the iota. What is the yuck? What is the yuck? What is a tittle? A tittle is the final form. I wish I could write it for you up there. Final form, say, on the Hebrew letter Tav or on a skin or something that makes a name, and that means that they can make it a full bracket. I just brought it down on the bottom. It's called a tittle. I think it's all over the house. A tittle. Jesus says, Not one yoga, not one tittle will go away from the law. Not one bit of it will fall away for all the Dead to the law and alive in the spirit. But if you want to stay alive in sin, you'll find yourself, and you're going to be judged by the law. You're going to get one. God's judgment all together. All together? All together. I want to be dead to the law and alive in sin. I know. It is yours forever. Servant warned. Warned by what? By the law of the Lord. Warned. Don't eat that meat. The day thou eatest of it, thou shalt surely Verse 11 is eating great reward. Eating great reward. Keeping of them is great reward. I want to hear my Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful. Want a crown pastor? No. 
you want a mansion on a hilltop, on a piece of gold mountain. I want to look down and say, He died for me, He gave me a new life. You understand, I was dead. I was dead. There was a life, there was a reason, there was a purpose. He gave me ability to keep going. When there was no ability to keep going, He gave me reason. Thank you. 